The text for the sermon this day is taken from the gospel lesson, which was read to you earlier. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. This text has a little bit of irony in it. And to see this irony, we can begin with a little detail that these men that have come to Jesus with this man that is deaf and cannot speak, this man comes to Jesus, these men are not believers. They are not Jews. They're people, very likely, they've heard the rumors that Jesus is going around performing miracles, and they thought, hey, let's see what he could do. And so they brought this man to Jesus. And so the man is brought to Jesus, and Jesus takes him aside privately. And Jesus says, and so this is the first moment of irony, Jesus is speaking to a man to the ears that cannot hear. They don't work. Jesus puts the fingers in the ears. He touches the tongue. Why Jesus does this, nobody knows. There's a lot of speculation. But we do know that these ears don't work. And Jesus says, be opened. And the ears that could not hear listened and obeyed. And they were opened. The tongue was loosed. And then comes the second case of irony. These men, this man has never been able to speak. And now he's able to speak. What is the thing he's going to want to talk about? He's not going to want to talk about the weather. He's not going to want to talk about what he had for lunch. He's going to want to talk about how Jesus just healed him. Just made him able to speak. But what does Jesus say? What does it say? It says, Jesus charged them to tell no one. This man is able to speak for the first time, and Jesus is the one that made him able to speak, and yet Jesus is telling him, don't speak. Then comes irony moment number three. This man could not, when he was unable to hear, And Jesus spoke to him. His ears listened and obeyed. Now that the ears work, and Jesus tells them to tell no one, they do not listen, and they do not obey. Little bit of irony. But it's that middle moment, that second moment of irony that stands out. Why does Jesus tell these people to not speak? Why does he charge them to tell no one? Well, the clue can be seen in the feeding of the 5,000. After Jesus fed the 5,000, the crowds, after hearing Jesus speak for hours and hours on end, 
The 5,000 were fed with five loaves of bread and two fish. And when that happened, they wanted to take away Jesus to be their king. But why did they want him to be their king? It wasn't because of his teaching. It wasn't because he said something profound. They wanted to make him king because they fed him. They, he fed them. They wanted a bread king. So the reason Jesus does not want these people to speak is because they came to Jesus seeking a miracle. And Jesus, in compassion, made the man able to speak, able to hear. And Jesus did this also to show who he is. Because I don't know if you noticed this, but in the Old Testament, there are no miracles of making deaf men hear or the blind see. That was a miracle unique to the Messiah, to the Christ. So when Jesus was doing this, it was a sign of who he was. But they came to see a miracle. And Jesus knew that when he did it, they'd go around and telling everybody, look, there's this guy that can make people hear and speak. And people are going to come to Jesus for one reason. Because he can perform miracles. See, this is kind of an ironic reality. Is that the one true, it is actually possible, and we do it quite often, that we make the one true God into a false idol. Because we look to God as simply as the one who gives us stuff. That he makes our, he is there for one reason. We look at him for the reason to make our life comfortable. To make it, give us bread, to give us food, to give us a good retirement, to give us plenty of money. To make our lives as wonderful as possible. We think that God came, that Jesus came only to make men, make the blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, the mute to speak. We think that's why Jesus came. And so we look to God only for our material possessions. We act as if the Lord's prayer is all about give us our day, our daily bread. This is many churches make millions of dollars, fill their churches to the brim teaching this, saying if you just think the right way, pray the right prayers, and some of those pastors will say, and put the right kind of change in the offering plate. He doesn't want, not the kind that makes noise, the $100 bills or whatever. If you do that, then you won't be sick. 
You will have the best job. Your everything in life is going to go wonderful. You'll have the perfect husband or the perfect wife, the perfect children, or the perfect parents. Everything will go well if you just do the right thing. That's the extreme example, which we know they made that there are a lot of those. The entire population of, Oce- of Osceola County couldn't fill up some of the churches that teach that. And yet, we ourselves, not so subtly, just kind of mildly in our own minds, look to God, look to Jesus as a bread king, as the one who gives us good stuff. This is why Jesus wanted these men to be quiet. Because he knew what they would go around and talk about. But Jesus came for something far more important. When we pray our prayers, when we pray about that somebody is sick, We pray, if it be in accordance with your will, make this person better. We pray that prayer, we say in accordance with your will, knowing that God might say no. Because God did not, his purpose is not to make our life comfortable. He gives us good things, And it's okay to pray for those things. But it's always important to remember that he can say no. He does say no. Because that is not why he came. Jesus came for one reason. To go to the cross. To shed his blood to suffer and to die for you. To rise from the dead for you. To forgive you of your sin. Of all of your sin. Every sin of idolatry. Every sin. (coughs) Excuse me. Every sin of coveting, every sin of greed, all of which that sin that had destined us for death made us lost and condemned creatures. Christ came to purchase you, to win you, not with, his, not with silver or gold, but with his blood. And that message, when we pray, Lord, forgive us our trespasses, we don't say, if it be according to your will, forgive me my sins. We don't say that. Why? Because every single time the answer is going to be yes. You are forgiven. That's why he came. 
Because greater than any, a greater threat than any blindness, any deafness, greater threat than not than being unable to walk, than being a leper, than having cancer, is sin. Because sin is the cause of all of it. Cancer, blindness, deafness, unable to walk, paralysis, being mute. The fact that we... How many of us wear glasses? The fact I can't hear very well right now is a product of sin. Jesus came to defeat it. And that message, he does not want you silent. He does not want you to be silent about that gospel. He wants you to be shouting it from the mountaintops. To be telling everyone that Jesus has redeemed you. You are a child of God. You are destined for a place where there is no blindness. Where there is no one death. There is no one that has cancer. No one is poor. No one is homeless. That is what Jesus won by defeating sin, death, and the devil. That is what he has won for you. So that now, as you are able to speak, as you have heard that word, speak it, proclaim it, that others may join in that celebration, in that kingdom that is to come, in Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith and a life everlasting. Amen. Please stand to sing the offertory.